0: Welcome to The Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. I like to record these introductions right after finishing the recording of a conversation with someone for The Practice Podcast. In this case, Estefania Maya, M-A-Y-A, that's my main accent, Maya, who is just... Uh, Here I am, trying to find the right words. Intelligence with feet. (laughs) She's just really got it together. Uh, She figures things out. She's an analyst, but a lot more than that. Uh, In her young years, very early in her corporate career, having graduated from my school, Central Connecticut State University, and having the Firon Durant Scholarship acknowledging her potential for excellence. And she sure is realizing that on a day-to-day basis in these still crazy pandemic times, you know, just trying to keep it all going, keep it all together. I'm just so uh, much admire the young people with whom I've had these conversations in the last few episodes. And uh, now I will roll together my lessons in this conversation with Estefania and continue probing the nature of practice. So here is market analyst Estefania Maya. Well, folks, there is still a uh, a Ferron Duran scholarship at Central Connecticut State University. I say it's still there because it was quite well endowed by uh, my friend, Joe DeFeo, who was the CEO of Juran at that time. And we had a number of students each year, just one each year who we chose. And we chose Estefania Mea. Now we're talking ancient history, Estefania. Uh as our scholar. And it was a great choice. In fact, I think we've gave you one the second year. And during that time, as I have tried to do with those in quotes, kids, we we'd have mentor discussions, you know, sometimes she'd mentor me and I would mentor her, but I watched her progress through the maze of decisions that very conscientious, young people make to be sure that they arrive in their early years of employment doing something close to what they love in a place that loves that they love what they're doing. (laughs) So is that basically you, Estefania? Have you arrived so far in doing something that you love?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, living in the quote unquote real world, Mm -hmm. it it's a balancing act because it's not always 100% going to be something you love. At the end, it's going to be like part work, but I'm very fortunate that it doesn't always feel like work. I do enjoy a lot of what I do and I enjoy my team and it's something that I do want to continue to pursue.
0: It's marketing.
1: It's um. it's, analytics so, so product more
0: analytics than yes. right now it's in the marketing domain it could be analytics in other areas too then
1: yeah i guess you can say that
0: i'm just trying to classify you this isn't yeah. this awful are you a market person or are you an analyst <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> or an you're a marketing analyst, analyst. <laughs> you're an analyst to love because i that's you yeah. know all when you were working at the prior company when you were paying your way through school mm-hmm. you You did a tremendous amount of crunching of numbers that are, to me, unimaginably complex because you were in an aerospace company at that time or a corporate Mm -hmm. level of a company that had a lot of different accounts, Mm -hmm. a lot of international accounts. And I was thinking, how do you even begin to open up a page and look at it? (laughs) So you had that gift for seeing patterns in numbers. So is that something that's serving you well now, Estefania?
1: Yeah, I would 100% say so. Um, I there's this one insurance product that I'm working with and it is a very regulated product. So, we are limited in the in the things that we can do to, you know, push profitability and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my interest in seeing what the numbers are telling us is definitely helping me a lot with figuring out, you know, what's the underlying story here? Mm. Because you can report, you know, this metric shows this number, this other metric shows this number, but that's meaningless unless you can put it all together and, you know, tell us the so what part of the story.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And that's the fun part for you.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's one of the fun parts for me. I would say that that's definitely the hardest part, Mm. um, surprisingly, but I really, I really like the numbers portion of it.
0: The conversations around that you're Mm -hmm. in a team. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you're looking at the people with whom you interact on a daily basis, how how does that going for you now? You you are very much involved in teams during school and mm-hmm. in at your uh, internships prior to coming over to where you are now uh, mm-hmm. but you're also a very strong solo act i think from yeah. what i recall you know you you have a team. You can collaborate, but you can also work independently. Mm-hmm. How's that working now? Which part do you love the most?
1: <laughs> my um, team
0: moments or my me moments? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I think that in the beginning part of anyone's career, it's very important to work a lot on being able to work with a team uh, because you're new. And while you have, you know, X, Y, and Z strengths, you need someone to help you hone it in for whatever role it is Mm -hmm. and continue to develop those strengths and develop any other competencies that you have. Um, That may not right now be a strength. So I have really enjoyed the team-oriented portion of that, because I'm, I see a lot of growth in myself. And the team-oriented portion of it isn't necessarily, you know, a group project. Um, you know, sometimes there's a project that's, like right now, we have a project that's getting broken out into pieces, and we're all looking at very different perspective, diff- very different data sets, mm-hmm. but we're coming together to figure out what is the story here.
0: Mm, you know, that sounds what, like, that sounds like fun. Almost like a, <laughs> One of those games <laughs> that kids are playing Mastercraft or something, you know, yeah. you know, we're all coming together from different angles, but that, that mm-hmm. is that's, that's very cool. Yeah. And
1: we have weekly touch points. And, you know, at one point I was like disappointed because, you know, I'm seeing the work that others are doing. And I think that that's super interesting and they're able to speak a lot to their data and I'm not able to speak as much to it because it's, it's not giving me as much you know i'm not working with a huge data set i'm working with a list
0: Mm. and like
1: three other numbers so there's not a lot you can pull from that there are a lot of visuals that i'm able to make which is good but my boss was able to inform me that yes i understand where you're coming from but your story is validating what everyone else is doing. So, wow. if you're telling us <laughs> this is what's happening, then their numbers should be able to reflect that. And then uh-huh. we have like a story that we can, you know, roll up to leadership that says, this is what we're seeing and we're able to see it in this, this, and this. So,
0: wow, wow. you're ca- then you're carrying you're carrying more load than you thought on that particular venture that uh, yeah. you know you're like oh i've only got this and they've got all that and then mm-hmm. you realize no you're sort of the uh, you know the the jury on the on the uh, the whole process you know it tries to see the whole picture and just and yeah. decide uh, you know whether it's ready to move up to the next level yeah,
1: yeah in a way it's definitely it's definitely interesting and you know being able to Learn about how others analyze data is also super valuable because Mm -hmm. you come in with one way of doing things. And but that's not the only way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's on the group front. On the individual front, I was given a stretch project and I was very happy with how, you know, the ball started rolling and uh, it went off to a really great start data visualization is like it's something that I'm realizing I'm good at and I really like. So there are a lot of ways that you can present data. And there was one way that my manager was telling me to do it. And I came up with another way and he enjoyed the way that I came up with more. So I'm enjoying all of the different demands that this job requires, Mm. The, the group portion and the individual portion. And in the end, I think everything does roll up to a group portion because you know I'm not a CEO. I'm a one-man <laughs> one show. Like this is definitely something where I have to report to other people and you know they give me feedback we go back to the project, make any modifications and, you know, we keep going. And now this is a project that has legs. So we've got the vice president involved and Mm. we're trying to continue figuring out how far we can expand this project before we give it to like top leadership. (laughs) And who knows where it's going to go from there. Probably, probably other areas of the business or other business partners, but it, it's just a very interesting way to work
0: it's consequential isn't it mm-hmm. yeah i they, i think probably the prime difference between the years that you were at school and producing good work and having it graded is that that was the end other than the growth you may have experienced in doing the various graded activities but there was hardly any you talked about the real world there are really no real world con- consequences for that use of your your whole self, not just your brain, which is considerable, Mm -hmm. but your whole self and because that's what you're putting into the team and that's what you're investing in in being in a a company. But uh, the consequences of what you just described as an example of what you do rolls up in various, uh, and it happens in every organization, whether it's tiny or large, that eventually someone has to have information with a story already thought through, so that he or she can then make highly consequential decisions—investment decisions or uh, reallocation of resources—and you know, and on and on. And, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 frankly, that's business. I mean, what you are is a businesswoman mm-hmm. providing an aspect of business that ultimately the whole business needs hmm so are you making seven figures yet, <laughs> Not,
1: yet. Not yet. hopefully
0: soon though <laughs> yeah but you're making you know but here's the other thing you know the personal level you're making a living i mean I when you were going through school you had my scholarship or our scholarship and you had as many things cobbled together and you were working in, in awfully hard jobs well over, <laughs> they put you in jobs that they should have had senior people doing. But you you were there and you were willing to do it. But you you, you didn't have a living, you know, a job with benefits and a future. Now you do. How does that feel?
1: <laughs> no, it feels great to be able to you know financially take care of yourself. um It's definitely you know one less stress. Which you know it always makes me think about like how do people that you know, aren't at this financial level, like, how are they managing so well, you know, and it's just so interesting, because, you know, we we all have different priorities there that we want to take care of, not everyone's financial needs are the same as the person next to them. Mm-hmm. Um, or rather, my financial needs are not the same as um, my my friend from college who studied, political science and now she's going to get her master's degree in social work. You know, she there are different things that we all need to keep going forward mm-hmm. and you know, thank God for that because then we wouldn't have, you know, the the different people that we need in order for society to function.
0: That's right. That's right. But she'll be uh deferring in many ways then uh having a, a steady income until she finally get certified in social work Yeah, but thank god for that we should you know more than ever with what we've gone through in the whole mental health of the of the country <laughs> is in tatters I think uh people who have that motive are are you know they're going to be extremely well um thought of I believe when when they finally get there so yeah. we talked a little bit now I I one thing that we did when you were at school is we did a lot of structuring of your learning. We told you the theory sets when you t- and you stayed on and did an, an, an extra semester or two in mathematics. So they were telling you about the various uh, theorems and math. Uh, but now you're sort of no one's doing that job of structuring your, your learning for you. I know there's a bit of that but i mean overall you're on your own as a learner Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how are you doing at that
1: um there has been it has been good because my program was very it was a part of it was organized by someone that was trained to be a teacher so i think i think she thought of of a really good way of organizing all the material. There were trainings that were recorded. There was a lot of PowerPoints and speaker series. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I felt like it was a very natural transition. Um,
0: that but, was that first year that you were with the product program. The, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then from there, it became a little bit more challenging because I just, came to learn about myself that i do very well in a structured environment and (laughs) i'm sure i I believe i told you this too like
0: just had a little glitch in sound folks but uh uh, this is an interesting point for our overall concern about the nature of practice whether (laughs) someone is structuring uh the learning system so that it is fairly easy for you to follow someone else's lead versus having to structure your own learning on a day-to-day basis. And you were just saying that when you first came into the stage you're in now, there was a very structured program with the intention for you to get, you know, quick study and understand the whole business. Now you're in a different mode. And how are you doing at that?
1: Yeah, so it's it's been, Good, but it could be better. There are a lot of things that I'm learning along the way. Uh, a lot of things that I now need to like start putting into practice, which you know, for some might sound you know obvious or unnecessary, but for me, it's totally necessary because I do so much better in a structured environment. So um, I also have more frequent one-on-ones with my manager now to make sure that you know things are progressing the way it should and that you know m- the way that i'm thinking about my priorities is the same as management mm-hmm. uh, so there are a lot of additional steps that i have to take that maybe someone else doesn't have to take but that's just simply because i thrive more in a very structured environment
0: do you have the resources around you you need let's say when you're you know, noodling that uh, stretch project Do you have access to the resources you need fairly much at hand? Uh, I don't mean a book on the shelf, but Mm -hmm. people, um, access to databases and other things that you need to do the job so you can continue to learn?
1: I think so. I think so. I have, you know, my manager is very willing to help me. I have other people from different rotational programs that are just extremely bright. And they have always been someone that I could just tap on the shoulder and say, this is the way that I'm interpreting these numbers. Would you interpret it differently? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, or they would, you know, be able to point me to a different data source that would be better because, you know, uh, different tools have different standards um, Mm -hmm. of quality, but, you know, it's uh, I feel very well supported.
0: Mm. That's, that's very important uh, because you, you have decided. I am. I'm assuming that you're not going to stop growing.
1: <laughs> oh you no! Wanna,
0: you want to keep growing because you're still younger than my shoes, and you have a very bright future, Estef- Estefania. Uh, let me add a little bit of uh, your history uh, for the listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. When we, when I read your application, this is five, five or six years ago. Must have at least that long ago because I was still working at Central at the time. You had said that your uh, family had uh, come from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Was it the lottery system that got you here?
1: Oh, no. Um, you know, Colombia at the time was not doing well politically, right. um, socioeconomic wise, also. Um, so we unfortunately had to come here due to, you know, safety risks
0: yeah. in Colombia yeah so you were what about eight or nine years old as i recall
1: no i was just turning two
0: and your sister hadn't been born and so you you would have been if if things had been better in Colombia, you and i never would have met (laughs) and as much as we want things to be better in south america for everyone Mm -hmm. uh the fact that your family took the the you know, really difficult step of coming here and then getting you in, in, uh, into our, our way of life. So that's quite an important transition that you made there.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I admire my parents so much for that because, you know, some people think that, oh, they just moved, but it, there's so much more to it than that. There's a cultural shift. There's, Mm -hmm lack of support system. Um, Finances are very challenging for an Mm -hmm. immigrant. Um, My mom had to start from zero. She's a very educated woman. She had a bachelor's in accounting, master's in administration with a concentration in finance. And then she had to, she had a very amazing position, especially for someone at, at her age. And she had to just give all of that up to provide Mm -hmm. a better future for me. Mm -hmm. And and she she it was a very tough decision for her. And I and I know that you know she's still frustrated with that decision to this day because she she had to take a massive step down. Mm -hmm. And because Mm -hmm. of you know the internal social dynamics of this country that we're mm-hmm. still working on. Oh, she yeah. hasn't been able to progress the way that she deserves, the way that she has worked to do
0: mm-hmm. that story, which is very painful for you to speak and to, for me to hear is also a huge story for so many people who who came here in various circumstances and uh, just it's we'd want a country that with least look at a credential from another country and say, yeah, that accounting is accounting, <laughs> maybe the language, but it, 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 there are very, still a lot of uh, blocks, right. um, unfortunate blocks that we have. Um, but on the, on the other hand, here you are now, your mom must be extraordinarily proud of you. And, mm-hmm. and I sure am having has a small part in your, uh, trajectory. So uh, let's finish the conversation with any question you might have of your old dark fear on.
1: Yeah, let's see. I want to be very thoughtful about this because I I have a few (laughs) that we can continue to talk about another time, but I guess um, how do you manage as you know, someone new in their career the different the different team dynamics Mm -hmm. because my team operates one way and all the other teams operate another way Mm -hmm. and that difference does not translate to a difference in that difference does not mean that there's a eat a leveled Field of expectations,
0: right, right, um, and that's that's why teams are uh, uh, are going to be under study for the rest of time <laughs> because we need them, yeah, we love them, but we really don't understand why there isn't some kind of theoretical foundation where we could say, no matter what team you're in, these are the things that are of a principal level that you can count on are going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's because we are humans. And when we mix our little cells into the concoction of other people who depend on each other now, independently need to get a job done. Each person brings unique elements. So it's just a lot. If you look at a huge company with 35, 40,000 employees, it's, it's, unimaginably complex, but yeah. when it's concentrated down to your team experiences that you've been having there, that's the funny and, and you did in your internships before, when you, before you graduated, it's a different mix of people every time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's only evident when you're really down to a conversational level,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, either because you're not always sitting in it now without, physical locations Uh, you were always talking on zoom and something but it it really breaks down to five people three of whom have ease in conversation with each other the inner flow is there the relationships are constantly strengthening one of the five uh, the other two are on the margin about that and really have uh, other other fish to fry as we say in maine so you never quite know if they're with it and then the other one is deciding that if they'd rather not be in the team at all. So if you, if you look at the chemistry mm-hmm. at that level, the the advice I would give you and anyone else, including myself is recognize as you would traveling across a territory that's constantly changing. So mm-hmm. that around every corner, you go from a desert situation to a, to a quicksand, to uh A a lovely plateau with a view. The view is beautiful. And so it's you are moving forward team to team to team. That's that's the point. So each team that either works well or doesn't work well in that moment, because the next moment it could work even better in that moment is when you need to adjust yourself very quickly. Mm -hmm. Read the team, adjust yourself very quickly and manage your conversations accordingly. Mm -hmm. Because the next time you go around the bend, it could be all together different. Does that get close to your experience so far?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that what you said definitely applies. But I guess from like a more macro level, you know, th- there are different teams, and each one of the teams gets managed differently, mm-hmm. um, gets placed with you know different um, tasks. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have their own separate hurdles that they need to go through. They're not Mm -hmm. comparable, really. No. Until you get to like that foundational level of what it is that we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, so with all of those different things, you know, there is, there's a look across at the top line of, are they meeting expectations? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that that's a very interesting thing that, I guess I'm not sure how, you know, that top management goes through that process, given all of those different things that differentiates all of the teams.
0: I know, it's a, ter- it's a, it's a great challenge um, because if you go back to where we were earlier in our conversation, the, the whatever comes up through into the hierarchy and then they start acting on, they require to have good, not just good quality, as close to excellent quality as they can get from that output, from whatever part, whatever department they require, mm-hmm. and so they the movement away from the old bureaucracies and and the silos to more agile, more team based work, you know, it, it can be a real scary thing for some of the folks who who need certainty that much, uh, and so the job for social scientists. Uh, which I used to be, uh, is to come up with uh, better explanations about what you just described so well, that Mm -hmm. uh, the variegation of team performances and how you somewhat get uh, enough of that orchestrated so you get more good than bad. Because again, of the human beings, we're not talking about assembling zeros and ones in artificial intelligence. We're talking about Mm -hmm. intelligent people who need each other, but also have other things going on in their heads in their lives. And mm-hmm. concentration is not always the, the first thing that people offer or uh, mistakes mm-hmm. get made or politics mm-hmm. start to happen or someone um, falls falls in love with a team member. Who knows? <laughs> it, it's wonderfully human, but mm-hmm. scarily human at the same time. hundred <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. So just keep keep your very good sense of yourself and your and your fascination with what we just described, you'll never be bored. <laughs>
1: mm, that's for sure.
0: That's so for thank sure. you. Estefania, do you what are you going by these days?
1: Oh, Steph is good.
0: Steph, I know. But I always love that. That's Stefania. <laughs> <laughs> I always love the elegance of that. So I will continue to call you Estefania. And I, I hope that. we can have a number of more get togethers. It's been too long. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to anactionresearch.com slash podcast page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to InactionResearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.